0: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to a shirtless DBN News for 1 3 2019. This is my daily news that even plants crave. I'm Anthony, and I'll be your host today. With that being said, let's jump into the news. First is from IGN and written by Hope Corrigan. Original Pokemon Movie Possibly Getting a CGI Remake It's possible the upcoming Pokemon movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, will be a CGI remake of the original Pokemon film, which first released in 1998 in Japan. Eurogamer reports that fan speculation after the release of the new teaser trailer for the movie has leaned further into the idea that this new film will indeed be a remake. Furthermore, almost all of the brief footage in the clip is CGI, leaving fans to speculate that perhaps this movie will be the first of its kind entirely animated using these graphics. The small scene where Mewtwo and Mew fly above the clouds is hard to judge an entire movie on, and it's not too uncommon to use partial CGI in animated films, but only showing it in this teaser trailer may imply we are getting a full CGI movie. It's worth noting that the style of this one seems much truer to the cartoon and less like the more realistic and fluffy designs of the new Detective Pikachu movie. While the name Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution has been known for a while, not much else has been revealed about the film. It is also set to release next year in line with the 20th anniversary of the first movie's Western release, which was November 6th, 1999. I remember going to the movies and watching that. Yes, I was a Pokemon nerd. This release may also put it in the same time bracket as the upcoming core Pokemon RPG set to release on Nintendo Switch. How faithful this likely recreation will be is hard to say. The last two films in the main series have been part of a new timeline, separate from the original series and movies. However, Takeshi Shudo, who wrote the original three movies and passed away in 2010, is said to be the writer of this movie, which would make sense if it is essentially the same movie. Second is from the PlayStation blog and written by Sam Faulkner, community lead at Wonderstruck. It's a bit of a long read. I didn't know about this game, but it seemed super, super interesting. So let's jump into it. Greetings, boundless players of PlayStation. What a great couple of months it's been since the game hit PS4. We've seen some truly mind-blowing builds, epic group hunts, and so much more. I just wanted to check in and let you all know that we've still got a lot more lined up for you as we move into the bold future of Boundless. We've been working hard on Boundless since launch, with regular updates hitting the game every couple of weeks, and now we're excited to reveal our biggest release so far, Empires, which makes it easier and more fun than ever to play Boundless with your friends. We've also seen two great seasonal events to coincide with Halloween and the winter season, bringing brand new character customizations and gameplay events to the game. We've also recently released some incredibly cool LED blocks, which players are able to use to really let their creativity fly. We're really excited about the addition of LED blocks. This might sound like a small addition, but these are a real game changer for builders as each block can be tinted and programmed to blink at a different rate. These allow for a touch of flair on many builds and even let players experiment with simple simple animations when combining several different blink patterns. This is a great chance for the Boundless players to showcase their creativity and something which we think will really shake up the look of some of the most impressive builds in the game. Multicolored disco dance floors are just the tip of the iceberg. On top of all this, we're pleased to announce the imminent release of the most major feature since launch in the form of our guild system alongside an universe-wide messaging system which will make communication more seamless than ever. We know that many of our players love to enjoy Boundless together. As with any sandbox MMO, the social aspects of the game are hugely important to getting the most out of the fun on offer. Guilds are our way of making it easier, and more rewarding to play with friends, and we're really looking forward to seeing which groups can rise to power first. It's a vast, complicated system, but the broad strokes of it are that the groups of players can now be formally brought together in a guild. This guild will then control its own resources with different levels of authority attainable within the group. Prestige will be built up for the whole group through the actions of its members, and beacons or settlements can be assigned to a guild too. This system will allow for huge cooperative builds, massive organized group hunts, and even complex social and political events to be put together within the structured framework of a centralized group of players. Starting as a lowly operative, a player might eventually rise to the coveted role of director. We can't wait to see which groups rise to power first. It's going to be brilliant to be a part of. We're really just at the beginning of the road for Boundless. Other features we've got in the pipeline include the Menacing Hunter creature, which is our first addition to the ecosystem. Of course, we're not stopping there. Our roadmap includes the Boundless version of farming, so look out for news on that soon. We want players to be able to play however they feel, and that goes for how they're represented in Game 2. With that in mind, we're also working on bringing a new selection of character faces to the game to go alongside the body paints we've recently added. This, along with the new character customizations we're working on, will allow for some truly unique looks for your in-game avatar. It's a super exciting time to be a part of the Boundless Universe, and we absolutely cannot wait to share the next adventures with you all. See you all in the game, folks. Once again, that was from the Wonderstruck Wonderstruck lead, Sam Faulkner. Um, The game looks actually pretty cool. I was taking a look at it, and it's kind of like Minecraft on steroids. Um, I bet... Kids are really liking this game. I bet my kids would like it, but I thought it was interesting I wanted to throw it in there. Third is from Kotaku and written by Ethan Gosh. Rainbow Six Siege Exploits sends rival players into polygon hell. Usually when people think of cheating in a shooter, they imagine someone using an aimbot to magically hit opponents from walls or from through walls, through walls, all the walls. Recently, Rainbow Six Siege players stumbled across a much more bizarre form of exploit, one that sends their characters on a virtual acid trip. Rainbow Six Siege players are making it so when the other team looks at a certain spot on their team's bomb site, their vision becomes bugged, and the textures in their game start flying off in wild directions. This makes it basically impossible for the opposing team to see anything. Players have been cagey about explaining how exactly the glitch works for fear of it becoming more common, but it's already spreading on the internet. As more and more people begin sharing images of the glitch on the game subreddit, YouTuber Microwave Gaming put out a video explaining the phenomenon in more detail and showing it in action. Thanks to rock paper rock paper show, show I can't talk today. Rock paper shotgun, Microwave and others have dubbed the exploit the Bird Box glitch after the Sandra Bullock Netflix movie Bird Box, in which people who lay eyes on certain creatures are driven by the horror to commit suicide. There are some ways to fix the glitch, including going into the game's settings and switching anti. Uh, al- Alice, lazing off, and then back on again. Switching to a sidearm has also reportedly been successful in some cases, but even these workarounds put the victims of the hack at a severe disadvantage. The Bird Box glitch is visually interesting to behold and one of the more creative ways of cheating. It's certainly better than being magically shot by someone before you even turn the corner. Ubisoft did not immediately respond to a request for a comment about the cause of the glitch or when a hotfix will go live, but it hopefully won't take too long, as more and more people start encountering it. And last up is from and written by the wonderful Jason Schreier. Former Top Hearthstone designers are making a Marvel game. Former Hearthstone director Ben Brody and a group of his colleagues left Blizzard last year, and although they yet they yet haven't announced what they're making next today, they dropped some big news. It's a Marvel game. Second dinner, a new indie studio founded by Brody. Former Hearthstone executive producer Hamilton Chu and several other ex Blizzard employees announced today that it's gotten a $30 million investment from the Chinese company NetEase and that its first game will be set in the Marvel Universe. The company is hiring new staff in Irvine, California. This news comes after a rough 2018 for Blizzard, one that saw the departure not just of Brody and Chu, but its CEO, Mike Morhame. I probably butchered that name, Mike. I'm so sorry. Who left the company last October. It was a year full of frugility, frugility, frugility That's a big old word that I just messed up as well. For the iconic studio, as cost cutting became the watchword, current and former Blizzard employees continue to express fear about Activision's growing influence on the company through executives like Chief, Chief Operating Officer Armin Zerza. Fans also revolted after a disastrous BlizzCon keynote in November 2018 that closed with an announcement of Diablo Immortal, a game for phones. Incidentally, NetEase, the company funding Second Dinner, is also a co-developer on Diablo Immortal. It has partnered with Blizzard on the Chinese version of games like Hearthstone and World of Warcraft last June. It invested $100 million in Budgie for a new IP. That's cool. More Marvel games are awesome. They seem like very well-seasoned developers. Uh, I think we're going to get a lot of cool shit from this. And that is the news for today. Thanks for listening, and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. If you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm/dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us via the Support This Podcast button, and sign up for a monthly donation of ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine per month. Find us on Twitter at Dadsbeards Nerds, find us on Instagram at DadsbeardsNerds Podcast, or check out our Twitter bio to be a part of our ever-growing Discord community. That link is in that Twitter bio. Until next time, I'm Anthony. I look forward to making more content for you.